0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on an explosive night of European football. Rangers' Europa League journey is over, but the Slavia Prague defeat's been overshadowed by alleged racist abuse aimed at Glenn Kamara. It's now on to the meeting with Celtic on Sunday, with John Kennedy confirming there will be no guard of honour. A huge weekend of football lies ahead with the final Premiership games before the split and the return of the lower leagues. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans. Let's do the bullet point breakdown Racism is a global scourge Rangers have to defend their player Glenn Kamara Every step of the way UEFA have launched an investigation Into last night's incident at Ibrox I wouldn't hold my breath Celtic are right not to do any guard of honour on Sunday Before they play Rangers This is a manufactured controversy If ever I heard one So they're right not to rise to the bait And so far as the actual football is concerned Rangers were well beaten by a very good team in Slavia Prague And that is the only simple observation able to be made About anything concerning that match Jimmy summed it up, you can go up the road That's us, done ah, Five past six Listen, as, as eloquent uh, and straight to the point as I've asked you uh, I mean, uh, fantastic introduction to the show uh, And all you can do is wholeheartedly agree with them I mean, the racism aspect uh, is in society you know we see it every single day whether it's on social media whether it's directed at footballers or anybody uh, at all um, it's just outrageous and disgusting and there's no place for it nowadays uh, but I'm with, I'm with you I, I, every time we see these sort of incidents um, UEFA just seem to be at best a little slap on the wrist and mm. until such time they come down hard and really hard and you know severe sanctions not just for clubs but for players bans you know, really heavy bands, then it'll continue to read its ugly head. And this will be like Christmas Eve for Jim Duffy, mm. the return of Leagues 1 and 2. We'll maybe get to that a bit later on. It's 01419511025 to join in on the phones. And if you would rather tweet, you can do that as well at Clyde SSB. But pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind. We'd love to speak to you. So many talking points from last night on the field, of course. Um, but I suspect that some... Of the fallout from that game at Ibrox Might just dominate things uh, Tonight Elsewhere Guard of honour Do you care? Does anyone care? Tell us I don't know Celtic fans uh, Should you be doing it? Do you care? Rangers fans Did you want one anyway? Let us know And of course it is, It's definitely the business end Of the season now So anything else you think We've missed 01419511025 Hugh I'm going to try my best To sum this up Now that's not easy Because there's a lot going on A lot of claim And counter claim um, but this all starts in the 88th minute at Ibrox last night Andre Kudela allegedly makes a racist remark to Glenn Kamara You've all seen the footage He makes a beeline for him He goes over, covers his mouth, leans into his ear, says something Glenn Kamara reacts furiously Zungu as well They're, I obviously won't repeat what the, what the phrase is But it, it's a well-known racist phrase is, is the allegation um, This morning, Police Scotland say they've had no reports of criminality from Ibrox Despite Slavia claiming... The police got involved. Stuart Robertson released a statement condemning the abuse. Says, you know, they refuse to acknowledge denials or deflection from Slavia. UEFA have this afternoon launched an investigation into incidents, is what they say. And most recently, before we came on, Slavia Prague had say they now have filed a criminal complaint with the Scottish police against Glen Kamara. They claim an alleged assault was. 
premeditated uh, And they say that it was thought out Including deliberately covering the cameras At the scene of the incident um, There is a lot going on here Yeah uh, And uh, a lot of it uh, We can only speculate on Because we don't know for sure What was said to Glenn Kamara But when a player comes over Places his hand over his mouth It's normally what happens when that player is going to say something that he does not wish to be caught saying. Uh, The reaction of the Rangers players, uh, I think, was understandable because they did hear the word. And I'm told it was quite audible from the stand at Ibrox as well when it was repeated. Um, So I think Rangers are right to defend their player all the way. I'm utterly sceptical when it comes to UEFA. Uh, They pay lip service to the idea of clamping down on racism, but I do not think that they have ever handled it successfully. Um, With regard to what happened up the tunnel, let's not get uh, onto the the moral high ground on this. Cabaret in the tunnel, as Jim Duffy will testify, happens in league football week in, week out. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's right. However, in the fevered atmosphere, of Ibrooks last night After what had taken place It would not surprise me If there was cabaret in the tunnel And if Slavia Prague Want to try and make that stand up In court Having approached Police Scotland Then we'll see where they go from there Yeah that's an even more difficult bit For us Jim Because yeah. we obviously were not in the tunnel no. Slavia Prague alleged that the cameras were turned off So mm. certainly no one that, that I'm aware of Has seen what happened in the tunnel So that's quite difficult What we did see Although we didn't hear it Was the incident with Glenn Kamara mm. and, and just the images without yeah. the sound they are, They're quite striking aren't they? Yeah I mean I was watching it and, and the thing is There's a lot of players in front of him And you actually see him He avoids everyone else He kind of you no know, sneaks round really, you know, and and then puts his hands obviously covers his mouth and goes right into the ear of Glenn Kamara, and you see the immediate reaction of Glenn Kamara. He's not reacting like that because he's been told, "Oh, you're having a good game," or as Slavia says, it, it was it was offensive, but it wasn't racist. So mm. it was a complete reaction, an instant reaction. I mean, um, the, the, from Glenn Kamara to, to me, that would suggest, and wholeheartedly, there was something totally inappropriate. I mean, I have to be honest; I obviously don't know specifically what was said, no. but mm. what they claim to have said mm. um, yeah. doesn't really stack up. It's no. not really a phrase that people use. Hugh Evans. Well, mm. again, uh, I'm going to become a behavioural psychologist mm-hmm. here, but again, if you go over. Specifically to that player You have something specific in mind To say to that player And I On a personal basis Do not accept Slavia Prague's interpretation of events yeah. and, uh, and also I mean to, to try and deflect it And you know Some of the comments that came out And basically suggesting That Rangers kicked him off the pitch And that you know They were Oh they were intimidated And it was a disgrace And all these kind of stuff even if you would have been kicked off the pit And they didn't But even if you would have done that There is no excuses It's totally irrelevant mm. And uh, you know Time and time again We hear clubs Countries Etc And you know and, and, and nothing is done about it So there there has to be severe punishment 0141-951-1025 Let's bring in Nadim Who's calling from Livingston tonight Nadim how are you? I'm good thanks yourself Not too bad at all Give us your thoughts um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm a Rangers fan, as you know, 
Um, so a lot happened last night during the game. I think first things first, I think Slavia was were the better team, certainly certainly Ibrox. I think over there, I think it was pretty even first half there and second half I think was we were the better team. But over in Ibrox, yeah, they were the better team, so they definitely deserve to go through. But I mean my main point is about what, what happened with Glenn Kamara. I mean I'm I'm easing myself. I've you know I've played football not at any kind of great level, but you know, I've been racially abused and on, on on football pitch as well. So I, I think a big difference for me now is I mean I'm I'm early forties now, you know, back then maybe in my early twenties when when it first happened you're shocked at it, you know. But back then, you just it was accepted. You know, it was. It wasn't back then. It wasn't like a hate crime or anything as it is now. But what I found really good from from Kamara's point of view was the fact that straight away, you know, he's, he's straight away speaking to the guy and he wants to speak to the referee. But you know, Zungu heard it as well. You know, you stand right next to him, so it's clearly it's been a racist comment that's been made to him. I just wish that that Glenn Kamara had had the gumption and the players had had you know the force just to come off the pitch. You know, like, like they did in the English game. You know, where the, the the players actually came off the pitch for a while because they weren't going to stand for yeah. it I just wish I'd made a stand along those lines you know rather than just I, think, I mean I can understand you know it was a heat at the moment you know that kind of you know the adrenaline's flowing and you know you're, you're annoyed you're really angry of, of what's going on but yeah I just wish the players just kind of come off the pitch Yeah let me start first of all Nadine by saying that I'm sorry to hear about your own experiences I think I cannot obviously begin to understand what what that must feel like and it's, it's brave of you to come on and share those with us I've seen that said, Hugh, um, mm. and I think Stephen Gerrard addressed it after the game. Should they have walked off? He said, that, you know, he was kind of trying to give Glenn Kamara the option, if you like. Glenn Kamara said that, as Nadim referenced, his head was all over the place and he yeah. was just in the moment and, and he just wanted to continue. Um, should we see more of it? But I wonder if that is also easier said than done, just because with the benefit of hindsight and you sit there with a cool head. I think uh, given that we were. Well into the game uh, So little time left I think Glenn Kamara just wanted off the park um, What happened there Wanted after, the game to finish you mean? Yeah, yeah he, he, he didn't want to, to take all the Rangers players off And go through that form of commotion The saddest part of today for me In the aftermath of this match Was listening to Conor Goldson at lunchtime Speaking about the plight of the black player Speaking about the tokenism That is taking the knee uh, it's a gesture that was well-intentioned But is now simply tokenism And if the black players like Conor Goldson Get nothing from it And don't believe it's advancing the cause of uh, racial tolerance one inch Then perhaps we should stop it Instead of patronising the black players um, So it's an awful scourge on a global basis As I say uh, And if Glenn Kamara and Connor Goldson get the impression that it's not going away. They know better, and Nadim knows better. Nadim, having experienced that yourself, then how does that feel to to kind of witness the incident last night? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're a bit detached from it watching it on the TV, but yeah, I mean, it does bring back memories. You know, all you want to do is play football. You know, you're just doing something that you enjoy, and it's a job at the end of the day to do it. To be and to be racially abused purely based on the colour of your skin or, or it could be your religion or it could be anything, you know, it's just it's just it's just disgusting. I think as you said, if if, if black players like Conor Goldson and, and, and Kamara are coming out and saying that, you know, the the game's not changing and that's why I think that, that you know, Wilfred Zaha who who doesn't take the knee anymore, I think he was making the point in the premiership that for him it does feel more of a, a token gesture and I, and I would I would kind of agree with that. I mean, you have come out with these big massive 
um, advertising slogans, you know, um, kick out racism and, um, you know, they've got uh, Ibrahimovic, they've got, you know, Messi and Ronaldo, you know, saying kick out racism, it's, you know, give it a red card and all that. But it's not made a difference, you know, in terms of, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not saying it's not made a difference, but when I think back to when I was playing football, you know, 20 years ago to what it is now, there's definitely been improvement, there's no doubt about that, but it, it, it should be eradicated, you know, it should definitely not still be in the game. It's just, it's just, it's just really sad to see. Here's what your manager had to say. You build relationships in football and I've built a very, very strong relationship with Glenn Kamara. Glenn Kamara, to me, is one of my own. Like many others, like the majority, like all of them in that dressing room. And I 100% believe him, what he's saying in terms of the accusation. Um, other players around it heard it. So... I will stand toe to toe with Glen Kamara and I will deal with this however Glen Kamara wants to deal with it. Um, I'm proud of all my players tonight, showing solidarity, and from the top of this club to the bottom, we stand with the players. It's over to your way for now, this situation, and I just hope it doesn't get brushed under the carpet. Nadim, thank you so much for that opening to the show. Really appreciate it. That was Nadim in Livingston. Let's bring in Josh in Irvine and see what's on his mind. Hi, Josh. Hi guys, how are we doing? Good, thank you. Um, Gordon, I just I wanted to come on tonight um, just because I think that often in these conversations, in, in, in reaction to the, to the kind of fury of this incident, incident a lot of the, the kind of nuances around this are often, uh, are often missed. Um, so I, was, I suppose, I mean, for a start, you would, I would say that not one of us um, not one of us, uh, or, you know, anyone in the panel or myself or the majority of the listener base can empathise with um, Connor Goldson, um, Glenn Kamara, your previous caller, Nadine, uh, because the majority, you, we're all white and the majority of the listener base will be white. So that, that's, you know, that's point number one. Um, point number two, um, what I would say, is, you know, Hugh was mentioning about, you know, taking the knee there. Um, you know, I mean, let, let's not act... You know, let's not act as if, you know, let's not get holier than thou. And, and I'm not saying that about the, about the panel it's, it, itself, but, you know, there's no black and minority ethnic people in the SPFL board or the SFA board, as far as I'm aware. Um, the SPFL refused to in- endorse the slogan Black Lives Matter, despite the um, asking of PFA Scotland and the anti-racism charities. They refused. Neil Doncaster refused that. So let, let's, you know, there's a certain, certain element of high hoarseness um, around this, uh, I feel um, when this happens. So that's that, that. You know, that would be point number two. Um, and point number three would, would would be more around a general kind of what should happen now. Um, I think that the only viable option. Um, I mean, UEFA are hugely strong on messages um, and weak on action, um, and it's high time that that they were strong on action um, because there are non-racists. Um, non-racists are people that think racism is terrible and they would never mention anything um, racist, they would never say any of that language um, and, and there are anti-racists now anti-racists actively go out of their way to challenge and stop racism when they see it no matter what colour of skin they have um, and it's time that UEFA acted anti-racist and, and for me the only option would be to expel um, Slavia from the tournament um, because you know why should it be, why should it be on Glenn Kamara to to, dis, to to prove that he was racially abused? Why should that why should that be proved? It should be on them to disprove of it. 
Um, you know, so, so that that's why that that's what I would say. With I mean, it doesn't matter what happens with the place. You know, it can go to a lottery. Um, but I think that that the only option would be to start expelling these teams um, because the team are defending it, and that that's the worst point. You know that this player's done it. Uh, it's obvious. You know, it's been verified by two players, Glen Kamara and Bongani Zungu, both heard it. Um, so yeah. Um, that was just my points, guys. Yeah, and, I think uh, I think that that is interesting, Jim. In terms of the size of statement that that UEFA are willing to make, this has been a bugbear of many observers of European football throughout the years. That if you dare have the wrong slogan on your shirt, mm-hmm. or if you clubs clubs get fined for their substitutes wearing mm-hmm. the wrong colour bibs when they're warming up in yeah. Europa League and Champions League games. Yeah. If you've got something that's covered, you know, a bit of tape out of place on your sock that covers up a spot, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. these types of Commercial issues are dealt really seriously Maybe more serious issues yeah. Should be brought into line with that Yeah I do But I, again It depends on what campaign That you're trying to You know uh, you know, Act for You know you, you could find yourself Covered in slogans If you really wanted to To, to take it to extremes In, in fact to, to, For me UEFA I don't think Have as difficult a job As they make out to be I think that in the past You've seen political banners And all that stuff And teams getting fined heavily But when it comes to racism um, they, they, They're definitely um, You know Give it a soft touch uh, I can't understand why But uh, You know They've got to be a lot So I agree with Josh I think that clubs Have to be um, Removed from the competition uh, players, as I said, have to have a, a suspension that, um, that is, you know, appropriate, uh, appropriate with, the, with the crime. Now, again, these are still alleged, but we have to say that these are alleged. Yeah. And we have to, listen, I believe that Glenn Kamara was, um, you know, was a, was de- definitely a victim here. But what I'm saying is at the moment, we, we, mm. still, we still have to say that. Uh, the other thing I often think is the opposition. That player went round players in his own team of colour. <laughs> to to get to an opposition player, yeah. and you know, and I've also heard that I've been at you know at games, I've been in um, the pub pubs, and I've been in different environments mm-hmm. where I've heard fans shouting at players from in their own team and using mm-hmm. racist phrases. So as Josh says, I can't we can't all be be holding on now, but in this particular incident, I would have liked to have seen some of the Slavia Prague uh, Praha players mm-hmm. standing up. Standing up against their own teammate because I, I would genuinely believe if I was in that dressing room and if I thought my teammate had it, I'd have chinned them. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there, Josh. Some thought provoking stuff. Thank you. 01419511025. We're going to get some travel and we'll be right back. I'm going to play you clips of Connor Goldson. Really, really worth listening to. Very important stuff. We'll play you him next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here Get your calls in or tweet us at Clyde SSB We are about to hear from Connor Goldson Some powerful stuff from him uh, Let's go back to the phones first And bring in Abdul Who's a Celtic fan from Renfrew Abdul take it away How are you feeling tonight? <laughs> I'm not bad I think I went all out with your pal Taking my phone there um, Listen I was watching a game last night And uh, obviously I'm a Celtic supporter So is all my family Season tickets a lot But listen Last night I was enjoying I'm going to be honest with you I was enjoying Rangers getting kicked out Of the game Of the Of the Europa uh, Cup right Up until that 88th minute When that guy went over to him And I saw everything I was watching it live All by myself 
and I saw him, and the reaction told me everything. I knew straight away what was happening there. But I'll tell you one thing. See, last night, I take my hat off to Stephen Gerrard. I've always been a fan because Liverpool's my English team. But he said something in his um, in his interview, and it wasn't, wasn't until later on when I watched it in the BT other programme, his interview, and I was waiting for it. But he said something significant. He said, this is bigger than the game. What he said. Yeah. And the results get nothing to do with it. It's, it's the, yes, they played better in the second leg. First leg, they won par with each other. But this is bigger than the game. Because see, when he went over to tell him something, he didn't just tell him, he didn't just give him that racist remark. It wasn't just the racist remark. It was, with that remark, you're not recognising him as a player, as a skillful player. You're not recognising him as a human being. And with that, it's not, you're not, he's not just telling him that remark. He's taking that for his mum, his dad, and his children, and his wife, and, and everyone else. So that when someone says that remark to someone, it's not just you that's getting it. It's your children that's getting it at the same time. And still to this very day, it's still going on. And I, when my kids went to school, I was dreading the day that my kids came to me and said, Dad, this, somebody said this to me. And I'll, I'll say this right now, as a Celtic die hard. I love Celtic football club, as all my brothers and my pals. I'll say right now, and they all know I'll probably recognise my voice, I'll say I hope and pray that Slavia Prague get kicked out. And I, and I hope this happens. And if UEFA and FIFA get an ounce of integrity, they'll use this. Yeah, do you know what, Abdul? I'm kind of speechless, which is not ideal for a, a radio presenter, I'll mm-hmm. admit. But you know, it's not lost on me and Jim and Hugh that, mm-hmm. that we we cannot understand no. how how Abdul feels. We we cannot understand how Glenn Kamara feels. I don't want anyone to think that we're that we're trying to. Hugh. Uh, I think, and uh, I, I mean, Abdul's just summed up better than mm-hmm. than we could for sure. Might just give him the How's the mic from yeah, from now until fantastic. eight o'clock. But but that that does sum it up. You know, for all the. And let's be honest, you're still seeing a bit of it in social media, depending on what team you support. Just try and think how Glenn Kamara must be, must yeah, be feeling last night. Um, this is, as I say, a global pro- problem. Um, and these words are used like a form of racist Tourette syndrome by, by people the world over. Uh, and Abdul speaks of how that feels to be the person on the receiving end of these words. And I, I applaud Stephen Gerrard who speaks as if he was a father and these players are his children. And I, I mean that not in any derogatory way. He believes them, he knows them, and he knows that Glenn Kamara would not be capable of inventing a story about what was said. And the reaction of the other black players around him uh, was highly indicative of what was going on. The only where the only place where I I have to turn sceptic yet again, Abdul is calling for Slavia Prague to be thrown out of the tournament. UEFA won't do it. This matter is a horrible one, but it does go on regularly, and UEFA never take the ultimate sanction because it's a political step too far for them. So until such time, maybe as, this is the one. Well. Mm. I, I would love to think so, but I don't think so, Gordon. Until such time as 
perhaps there has to be uh, a black person at the top of UEFA before you will find that kind of action mm. being taken. But sceptical or not, I don't think they will throw Slavia Prague out of the tournament. Abdul, what was it about Glenn Kamara's reaction that you instantly recognised and that instantly made you forget about what colour of shirt he was wearing and, you know, put everything else into perspective? It was in his eyes. As that guy went over, I, I, I was watching Glenn Kamara and I saw his eyes just widen up. His pupils just went bigger. And it was just the instant reaction and the guy walking away when he said it, cowardly. It was his, it was his reaction. You, you can't fake a reaction like that. If he, if he maybe said something derogatory about your mum or your dad, so be it. But it, it was, there's no question he said something racist. That, that's, that's been handled right. But also there's a point to be made as well, is that, see, for want of a better word, the white players in the team, they're also affected by this. Because when I used to play in the recreation grounds at, at Queen's Park with the red ash pitches, we used to play and then when somebody called me something, all, all my pals, my white pals would be all distraught as well. It's almost like an elephant in the room that still exists. So the, the other players will also be affected by this. Yeah, well, one who certainly took on a lot of the emotion um, was Conor Goldson. He says he was disgusted by the response of Slavia Prague to that alleged remark last night. He says he's never been so angry on a football pitch. I know how Glenn is. I know the individual is. I think in two and a half years you've, he's been here, I don't think you'd ever see him be angry or be emotional in any kind of way. So for him to get like that, um, I know that something was said and I believe him 100% and that's why I reacted in the way I did. Um, the player couldn't even look me in my eyes, wouldn't speak to me. And yeah, I've never been so angry on a football pitch. I've, I, I'll be honest, I completely lost my call and for the remaining, however long it was of the game, all I wanted to do was hurt someone and I've never been like that before on a football pitch. There's a lot of emotions around the training ground today, especially after seeing their statement and seeing what they've put out. It just disgusts me, really. He also says more needs to be done to tackle racism in football. He thinks taking the knees, becoming a token gesture from the authorities to make it look as if something is being done. It never will get eradicated because there's so many token gestures out there. And I'll be honest, taking a knee, token gesture um, from the higher authorities, taking a knee to make it look all like they're doing something to help, but they're not doing anything because... When these things happen, there's no there's no consequence. There might be a fine, but it's never enough. Like you get fined more for showing an advertisement on a pair of underwear than you do for being racist or having a group of support or a player being racist towards someone and it'll never change. We're in an age now where I feel a lot to move forward, but at the same time when it comes to social media, etc., so much has moved backwards. Um you have the incident on the pitch where you're already angry. You come into the change room, boys look at the phone and you see in all sorts of emojis of racism from sections of their fans and it's just hard to take. Abdul, I'm just looking at Twitter. I think you've got a fan club growing here on Twitter. Um, quite a lot of uh, praise coming in for you. I just wonder then if you would leave us with a maybe a final message if there are people out there who are, who are not getting this and, and don't quite understand the seriousness of it. How would you sum it up? Uh, the, the, the shallow message I'll give you is never in my life did I ever think 
that I would want Rangers to progress. I think this is the first time in my life I want Rangers to do get through something, and I'm I'm going to stand shoulder to shoulder on this part. But yes, like one of your previous first callers said, things are getting better. Uh, you know, the, the the new generations are more liberal, and uh, they're the more the more cosmopolitan. So yeah, it is getting better. But like uh, Goldson said there, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. It's never going to go away if there's colour, if there's different sexuality. Somebody's going to unfortunately say something, but it's the way you react. And I, I would say that if anyone's thinking of maybe saying that a racist remark, it, the person you say it to, no matter how big and strong they are, it stays with you for the rest of your life and you carry it through and you forget it. And then now and again, but things like this bring it all back. And it's very hurtful. <clears throat> so, Abdul, you might just be one of the most important callers we've ever had. Thank you very much. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. Um, let's bring in Ozzy, who's a Rangers fan. He's down in London this evening. Hi, Ozzy. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Jim. Hugh. I hope everyone's doing all right. Good. Thank you. Are you well? As well as can be. Yeah, as well as can be. I mean, um, yeah, what happened last night was extremely upsetting um, for me as well. Uh, I'm speaking as a brown-skinned Rangers fan. But I want to focus on um, the positive and uh, what filled my heart with immense pride after the game was the way that the representatives of Rangers Football Club dealt with the situation to see Gerard on the touchline long after full time um, defending his player defending our club uh, flanked by uh, Stuart Robert uh, sorry not uh, Ross Wilson and also Douglas Park um, that, that that's what I want to focus on you know forget Slavia you know they they've proven themselves to be extremely shameless with their contradictory statements that they've released after the game i want to focus on you know the way that rangers handled the situation our, our cap standing captain what a leader you know he went over to glenn kamara asked him what was said and then immediately went after the the player a true leader of men um and like i said to see to see our manager our manager defend his player like that, and our chairman um, on the touchline. I, I, I have to admit, my my heart was swelling with pride. Yeah, because Jim Duffy, I'm not sure there's a, mm. you know, you can get your coaching badges and whatever else, no. and you know, I'm sure there will be various avenues to mm. get the right type of advice, but nothing really would prepare you for that as a manager. I can't imagine. No, it doesn't. You know, that's that's you know just being a a decent person that's the first thing you know even take, take the managerial side of it out of it yeah supporting your player is vital man management you know all these things and trusting your players knowing your players as, as Stephen Gerrard has said that you know he's been with him Conor Golson said I think even all of us who don't know Glenn Kamara would like to think he's probably the least guy in the Rangers team you would think would have a, an angry reaction unless it was something so extreme as, as to, 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 to for him to go to go like that but uh, as Ozzy said yeah I think you do have a, a men's pride and also you've got to do it in a, in a way that doesn't again add to Slavia's interpretation of you know how they were intimidated so Stephen Gerrard was saying that he, he didn't really want to go into the pitch you know he had to stay off it a little bit so even within mm. those 
you know, frustrations and anger, still managed to restrain himself a little bit and do things properly as the club did. So, yeah, I think Rangers can definitely, um, you know, hold their heads up in terms of how they've done it, uh, as I said. But, uh, and, and again, I agree with Ozzy. I think some of the some of the comments coming from Slavia do, do seem shameless. I mean, Hugh, Rangers may well have a case to answer. UEFA have launched an investigation, mm-hmm. but... Um, Slavia Prague again last night or again tonight, sorry, saying that they have filed a criminal complaint. They say cameras were turned off and or covered up and, and Glenn Kamara um got his physical loan back, if you like. So that that may well be the case and I think it would be wrong of us to condone that as well. The, the problem with that is we didn't see any of that. No. It's, it's pretty difficult to know for sure. No, we, uh, we saw none of it mm-hmm. up the tunnel. One can imagine what it was like But none of us actually saw it Where I would agree with Aussie Is that um, We used to be a coarse environment In this country And Jim Duffy will know what I'm talking about uh, But now There's a great diversity Within the country And within our football And when Stephen Gerrard Could Ross, still be more though Yeah of course mm-hmm. But you know you, you have to go step at a time when Stephen Gerrard, Ross Wilson and Doogie Park were there, they're acknowledging and embracing the diversity within their multiracial football team. So they are out there looking after hmm. their player. All we can do is to go on in this fashion, to take great calls like Ozzy and Abdul and uh, Nadim, the first caller, uh, and... <sighs> Do whatever you can But as I say The saddest part of today for me And you've just played the clip Where Glenn uh, Conor Goldson Goldson said That he did not believe It would ever be eradicated Now if any Rangers player Or any player Any black player Or white player This weekend feels that No he's not going to bother Taking the knee Because the gesture has lost All meaning and significance Then they should be allowed To do so Without Anything further being said that I think probably it did is a, open a, discussion Though they're taking the knee I think that was a big I, thing I think that's probably A wider debate That we could yeah. do a full yeah. Two hour show on alone but, if we, but I if, think it did for kids Kids would ask why And if exactly. we could at least Explain so, a little bit to it uh, Yeah I think um, Ozzy mm-hmm. How do you feel then Because like I, I want to keep repeating the point We cannot pretend The three of us in here um, Just don't know What this is like And I don't want to patronise anyone uh, How do you feel Ozzy hearing Conor Goldson admit that You know Well maybe it'll never be eradicated yeah, I mean, I mean, like some of the other callers have said, we we've all been through it, and you know, we we know how it feels. Um, Goldson's probably right. Um, I mean, I'm I'm going to take a more um, pragmatic view. I think this this is something that seems to be more prevalent in uh, that side of Europe. Uh, I think if you remember when England played, I think it was Bulgaria. There was some really uh, vile racist abuse from uh, some of their fans and. I, I, I don't know if it's been mentioned because I wasn't listening at the start. Um, Slavia had an incident with uh, Romelu Lukaku yeah. um, a couple of seasons back where uh, the fans were chanting evidently racist stuff to him and Slavia released a statement after the game saying that Lukaku should apologise. So, you know, w- w- all I can say is that I'm blessed to be in this country where, you know, this sort of thing is extremely rare um certainly you're never going to see uh, i i really don't think you'll ever see in our league 
a player run to another player, cupping his mouth like a coward and saying something like that. So that's what I'm going to take from it. And that's why, as I said at the start, I want to focus on the positives, which is how my uh, football club dealt with the situation, the representatives of my football club dealt with the situation mm-hmm. and, and, and like I said just extremely proud I like your positivity I'm pretty sure we could get our own house in order as well though I don't think we should overlook that 01419511025 it's the perfect time to call really because we're going to get travel and you could be up next 01419511025 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here it's 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB uh, lots of the tweets that are coming in apart from some of the absolute nonsense that you would expect on sure, nights like this yeah. Hugh Evans uh, lots of praise for Abdul everyone's loving Abdul's passion and um, we're breaking down all sorts of barriers here Ronnie says In honour of Abdul For one minute only I will be a Celtic supporter From a staunch Rangers diehard He says It won't be the 90th minute on Sunday If it's nil-nil I don't think But nice of Ronnie to offer well, up a minute the, for the, us The overwhelming thing here Is that uh, we have been taught a lesson By people totally, yep. Who have walked that mile In their shoes And we haven't uh, And it's a, it's a humbling experience um, will it change the world overnight? No, it will not. Even Connor Golson says it will never be eradicated. All you can do is try and focus on people, who, highlight people who can actually tell you from their perspective what this is really like. A massive weekend of football. Don't forget, Rangers' next game is a, a small one against yeah. Celtic. We've got the, the top six and bottom six will be Secured over the weekend The lower leagues return So lots of on the field football stuff to get through I appreciate how important this topic is And lots of you are very passionate about it So let's take some more on that um, Before we change direction slightly Cameron is from Falkirk Take it away Cameron Hi there um, It's just First of all um, Rangers were very poor last night um, Slavia Prague does, Did deserve all the praise For the way they set out their game plan and the way they played. Um, no no qualms about the, the two red cards, definite red cards. Um, but what happened there is, is absolutely disgusting. There's there's no need for that to happen. They're two nil up, they're going through. That boy has ran from his right-back position to the left-back position of Rangers to whisper something in, in Glenn Kamara's ear. And then, as many games I've seen Glenn Kamara play, I've never seen him react the way he reacted last night. Bongani Zungu wasn't even looking in that direction. He turned round instantly. You know, that that boy has black teammates, and they are standing there defending that. It's disgusting. There, I don't, sorry, Cameron, I was going to say, there is a clip here, and I'll play it to you if you've not seen it, where... The the audio you you can hear it clearer and Bongani Zungu who's next to it straight away yeah. repeats the repeats the you know the alleged word or phrase yeah. and he can see him shouting over to the sideline he can hear Kamara saying racist racist and Zungu's shouting uh, he just said and, and and he repeats the phrase so you see Cameron is- I, I, I want to go back sorry just on on the point of Glenn Kamara and this is where it does become difficult because I'm unless there are. A, a certain number of witnesses I'm not really sure What that procedure Will look like Other than Glenn Kamara says That he did And Mungani Zungu agrees And the Slavia Prague players Disagree And I'm not sure If we ever get 
And that's where the correct outcome. That's the point at which you ever say, "Well, see, we tried our best, but I mean, he says this and he says that, uh, and nothing will happen." But Cameron makes a good point there that you know, but for that incident, all we are talking about tonight is good team Slavia Prague taking care of Leicester, mm. taking care of Rangers. Uh, if I was uh, Mikel Arteta, I wouldn't be looking forward to playing them in the last eight of the competition. If UEFA said, for this type of offence, we're going to start expelling teams from the competition, don't care if you've made it to the last eight, you're out, then this would stop overnight. But how do you get to that point Mm. where UEFA are willing to take that step? And my supplementary question is, why won't they do it now anyway? Cameron, what's your take on that? Um, I believe that the team should be expelled from the competition and see before anybody says, yes, I'm a Rangers fan. And, and quite frankly, I honestly couldn't care if, if Rangers get back into the competition. It's now past football. This is a human being. This is past Rangers and Celtic rivalry. It's disgusting and he's stamped out. And, you know, these players that, that get done for doping get lengthy, lengthy bans. And these players that are abusing other people because of their skin is disgusting and it needs stamped out. They need expelled from the competition. The player needs a lengthy ban. And UEFA, honestly, the, the, the competition in my eyes, if, if they don't do anything, the UEFA and the Champions League is just nothing to me anymore because they don't protect the players. It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it being bigger than football, bigger than rivalries, certainly. And um, John Kennedy has been speaking today, says there needs to be a united campaign, a unified effort to get rid of this stuff. It's a huge, a huge way to go. Um, you know, as as you said, you know, we've been victims of it ourselves. Some of our players have been racially abused and, and abused in other, a number of forms. And it's totally unacceptable, you know, and something really needs to be done about it. You know, I don't know the details of, of last night, you know, but there's obviously allegations there. Um, but it happens far too often Far too often There's no place for it in society at all Never mind football um, And it's something that needs to be We, we get rid of as, as quickly as we can But it's how you deal with that You know, these people um, to, to have the platform uh, Whether it be in social media or whatever else To, to just attack players or anyone uh, Such an easy way It's, it's totally unacceptable And uh, that needs to be dealt with very seriously You know, all governing bodies All clubs, you know, have to come together with this uh, and support it. It's the only way it works is that everybody gets behind it. You know, there's no point in in small groups and, and some people involved and some people not. Everybody has to get on the same page with this, take it as seriously as we possibly can and try and deal with it as best it can be dealt with. Just on a football note, Jim Cameron says, you know, no complaints, sort of well beaten in, no complaints over the red cards either. Would you Would you agree with that? Again, it's, yeah. on another night, maybe we would have argued about the red cards, but some things yeah. are more important. No, you can't. I mean, the, the Balligan's two, um, two yellow cards. I think they, was, they, were, they had another couple of fouls in between. So, you know, he was, they were definitely two yellow cards. They had to go and, and, and come out. I don't think he intended to take the goalkeeper, but that, that's not in the rules. It's and therefore, it's, it? it's irrelevant. And therefore, it was it was reckless and dangerous. And, uh, you know, and violent, so therefore he had to, he had to go, and you see the, the the goalkeeper's face. So yeah, but uh, you know, as Cameron said there about UEFA or anybody else, the, the, these seems to be UEFA and FIFA seems to be more interested in expanding competitions, Europe competitions, yeah. or World Cup, and talking about bringing every two years. They're making want to make more mm. money. To me, I don't think it's that difficult to put a manifesto in for every single club to say, 
Any club found guilty Will be an automatic suspension From mm. whatever tournament you're in yeah. So league Domestic You're thrown out And then You know then Any player that does it for you You're costing your club There's got to be something that all the clubs, as is, 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 uh, as John Kennedy says, there every single club, all the associations around the world in FIFA, UEFA, agree with uh, you know a, a single a single um, aspect uh, of how how to go how to go down that road. Okay, Cameron, thank you very much. That was Cameron in Falkirk. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. One important hour that was Some very, very powerful stuff from the callers And thank you very much each and every one of you Who took part We are here until 8 o'clock We've got big games across the weekend So we'll look at some of the other talking points very soon Let's end the week on a high Let's give you the chance To ruin Hugh Keevan's weekend Ruin Jim Duffy's weekend And win a signed ball That's the incentive for you on Beat the Pundit The lines do close at 7 o'clock So you'll have to be quick 0141 951 1025 the headlines 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy in the studio it's 0141951025 on the line uh, and it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter we've got some big games coming up this weekend so give us your thoughts on them John Kennedy is talking about trying to end Rangers unbeaten uh, league run He also confirmed There will be no Guard of honour For Stephen Gerrard's side My simple question to you is Do you care? Let us know Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Okay Beat the pundit time The final Beat the pundit of the week Another DL classic last night You know it seems Every now and then You'll just get Full sense of security Let them forget about it For a few weeks mm. Then you plant another Careful question which is about a country And you know that's when the chaos yeah. ensues <laughs> yeah. So it was which Eurasian country Did Andy Halliday go out on loan to And he yeah. said India And I don't know yeah. There's just something really funny about it <laughs> um, So let's see what we're going to get tonight Dominic is in Hamilton How's it going Dominic? Hi Gordon, how you doing? I'm not bad at all, how are you? Hi, not bad, just finishing work Hard graft Hi Jim Hi Dominic Hi, Hi not bad, how you doing Jim? How you doing? Good. Well, here's Dominic. the thing, Dominic's a Morton fan, so you'll be on to make pals with Jim Duffy rather than <laughs> shout abuse at him, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, Jim, Jim, a good man, good man. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> Absolutely, he did, right, I thought we had a, a bit of a domestic on our hands there, right, we're fine. Uh, Dominic is going to either take on Jim or Hugh Keevans, depending what the coin says, so we'll go heads, Hugh Keevans, tails, Jim Duffy, and it is... His tails, it's Jim Duffy. Dominic gets his wish. Here we go. So I'm gonna give Jim some Clyde 2 to listen to. Yeah. Nope. Nothing. You can still hear me? You can still hear me? No, I can. No, <laughs> I right, can't no. hear you through my earphones. Oh, that's fine. You can hear nothing. Right, go on, producer Callum. Give him something loud. There we go. We'll give Jim Duffy something else to listen to. Right, thirty seconds on the Please clock. <laughs> thirty seconds on the clock, Dominic. <laughs> You're up against Jim and you can pass. That's all you need to know. Ready? Yeah, when you go. Let's go. 30 seconds starting now. Which current Scotland midfielder's nickname is Meatball? Uh, McDominay. Name the only League One team in Scotland whose name begins with A. A bro. How many stands does the Falkirk Stadium have? Three. What nationality is Celtic's Patrick Clamalla? Uh, finish In what year were Hibs most recently promoted to the Scottish Premiership? 
2015 16. Philippe Lander joined Rangers immediately after playing in which European country? Portugal Okay let's bring Jim Duffy back Jim can you hear us? Yes Same set of questions to you A few sneaky ones in there mm-hmm. Producer Callum's been getting a bit creative today I think you ready? Right, okay. Same set of questions to you yeah. 30 seconds starts now Which current Scotland midfielder's nickname is Meatball? Uh, John McGinn Name the only League 1 team in Scotland whose name begins with A uh, Airdrie How many stands does the Falkirk Stadium have? Three What nationality is Celtic's Patrick Clamalla? Oh, is he Polish? In what year were Hibs most recently promoted to the top flight? Uh, 2017 Philippe Hillander joined Rangers immediately after playing in which European country? Mm, Sweden And name either player in the Scotland squad who plays for Southampton Stuart Armstrong Okay, okay Dominic, do I need to ask? Uh, Hammered (laughs) (laughs) Hammered, he says I, I would like to Maintain some air of mystery and say, Oh you never know Dominic Dominic was hammered right? I'm just going to confirm okay. that Right now No suspense about this Hugh Keevans No, I know, no I, mystery I know I've got two right John yeah. McGinn and uh, Stuart Armstrong were, 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 That was one of your performances Of the season I think uh, Why do they call him Meatball? I, I don't know I wouldn't um, yeah, you, don't, you maybe don't want to ask who knows <laughs> No I, I think He's spoken openly about it before It's a pretty innocent explanation I'm sure it's appearance based I think um, Name the only I'm league one ask his uncle John Name mm-hmm. the only league one team Whose name begins with A It's Airdrie So it's 2-0 Jim Duffy uh, How many stands Does the Falkirk Stadium have It is three You both knew that So 3-1 um, Patrick Clamalla's Polish So it goes 4-1 Hibs promoted 2017 5-1 Philippe Hollander played in Italy So it was a bit of a let off for Dominic But he didn't get it either Mm. Um, It just didn't get any worse at that point And it's Stuart Armstrong Means Jim Duffy has absolutely hammered you Dominic He might have taken you to Hamden But he's hammered you and beat the pundit (laughs) Yeah. I'll take that. One point for the first time. I think it's Stuart Armstrong, right? To be fair, but ah, right. I'll, I'll add one on. Right, I'll give you that. That was Good man. decent effort, Dominic. Thanks for taking part. Cheers, Dominic. Great right, guys. Thanks Cheers, a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good man, Dominic in Hamilton. 0141951025. One oh two five. Um, I am reliably informed it was a shaved head at St Mirren, and one of his fellow players said his head looked like a meatball, <laughs> and it <laughs> stuck. There we go. This, oh. uh, by the way, was it Shea Adams as the other player? Yes. All right. Okay. Just mm. just because he hasn't actually officially played oh, yet. No, just so in the squad though. In, in the, the, squad, the recent so squad. Just double checking. Are you happy with that? By the way, I know you're a big Scotland fan. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I'm never happy with the rules and regulations, but listen, if we're allowed to bring in someone who's granny visited Scotland for 20 minutes, then fine, absolutely. Stop it, you old and, uh, But no, listen, centre forward, you know, we need them uh, absolutely. And, and a few of the guys, that, in particular Lyndon Dykes, that hasn't really been playing at all. Uh, Lee Griffiths is uh, at the equation just now. So yeah, Shea Adams coming in. Yeah, definitely a big boost for us. No guard of honour for Rangers on Sunday. Do you care? Yes or no Let us know right now 01419511025 That and any other thoughts on the game By the way It doesn't need to be about that Let's hear from you Here's what John Kennedy Had to say on the topic It's the same two years ago When we were the champions um, I don't If I'm being honest I don't think Such a fuss was made about it um, And I don't see it as a big issue For us We've spoke to collectively on it uh, And we won't do it uh, And it's not about Lacking class It's nothing like that Because we're a club who Always show class And dignity And and do what's right um, but ultimately the same group of players you know went in as champions and didn't get the respect uh, at that time if you want to call it that you know and they're the same players who have been asked to stand there so we've decided collectively as a group we'll just go on with the game we'll park that uh, so we'll just focus fully on the game 
and, and just put that to bed Rangers fans are you offended by that did you want one Celtic fans would you like your former manager Brendan Rodgers said should you have should you have done it should it be different do you not care any any of the above answers more than happy to hear them 01419511025 Hugh do you care um, not mm-hmm. at all uh, I said this was a manufactured controversy now I'll explain myself this has got nothing to do with John Kennedy and Stephen Gerrard. Nothing to do with the players of Celtic or Rangers. This is to do with one set of fans who want to wring the last ounce of pain <laughs> out of their rival supporters. And that's, my, that's what I'm actually trying to get to the bottom to. I wonder if they actually do. I wonder if the Rangers fans really care. Well, guard of honour, the word honour would suggest nobility. Nobility of thought or nobility of deed. What a guard of honour gets you is two lines of players uh, who are not interested in being there, who have not an ounce of respect for uh, the team who have just won something. They have been made to stand there. Some applaud and others keep their hands behind their back. It's a shallow gesture that Stephen Gerrard certainly doesn't need. This is a man who's won the Champions League. What does he care about a guard of honour inside an empty ground on a Sunday morning? So, for me, it's totally manufactured and the players want to go on with playing a game of football. I mean, the, the counter-argument, Jim, is, you know, it's a... It's a sort of um, unwritten rule or it's it's a sort of recognition mm. of, of the achievement. And maybe I've heard some from a Celtic persuasion say, well, do you know what? Mm. Why not do it? Take mm. the kind of be the bigger man, mm. if you like, and then use it. Use it to your own advantage to say, how much did that hurt? Don't be here next season. Yeah. I think, to be honest with you, I think it's someone that's part of the world that we, we make such a big deal, as, as Hugh says. It's like the open top bus when you win a trophy, just about everyone else, you know, t- tends to do that. But in, 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 in Glasgow, in particular, that, that, that doesn't happen. I know they do it for a little, maybe a couple of hundred yards, um, but uh, not not uh, as celebrant as the as the celebration as they do elsewhere. Listen, I, I'm I'm the same. It's whether it's shaking hands, whether it's you know you know giving guards of honour. We seem to make such a big deal about yep. the most insignificant things. These things are not really that important, but. Um, as I said, I'm sure some of the the, the listeners, um, you know, that are that are on the phones, or maybe have a different interpretation of it. I mean, I have tried my best, you, because there was a, a danger <laughs> that this was going to be a proper debate for two weeks since uh-huh. the last time, you know, since the title was wrapped up. We've not really done it. It's come up a couple of times, but now that John Kennedy's mentioned it, I, I just thought we would we would ask the question once and for all on the eve of this weekend. Um, we won't dwell on it for too much longer. You know, if Brendan Rodgers had still been the manager of Celtic. This weekend, he would not have been lining his players up for a guard of honour. Um, Neil Lennon said... Oh, he said he would. Well, Neil Lennon... Are you, are you, are you trying to suggest that, that Brendan is is not always as, as truthful as he comes across? Is that what you're trying to tell me tonight? I am. Ooh, big statement, um, big statement. So, Neil Lennon foolishly, in 2019, when Rangers wouldn't give Celtic a guard of honour, and Rangers were 100% correct on that occasion as well, he said foolishly, we would have done it if the boot had been on the other foot. Now, that's a man not thinking ahead because <laughs> in football, you should think to yourself, do you know what, further down the road, that could be us and we won't be giving them a guard of honour. So all of this is based on what Neil Lennon said a couple of years ago. He was wrong to say it. And these guys have got plenty mm. on their minds. The Rangers players have got plenty on their minds going into this game. 
And the Celtic players have certainly got an awful lot on their minds Having lost the league two weeks ago Guard of honour, give me peace Okay, Robert <laughs> is a Celtic fan in Stevenson Robert, John Kennedy confirming today Your team will not give a guard of honour Is that the right decision for you? Yeah, it's probably the right decision So I don't know, Gordon, you said an unwritten law Well, if it's an unwritten law, it's not a law um, So... <laughs> It's n- never really been done in the past And as you say, Neil Lennon was maybe upset when he didn't get it uh, then But I mean, it's not. It's just an unwritten law I mean, as you say, so it's not really there to no, do of course. Or No, but I mean, it has been done in the, in the past But maybe not between Celtic or Celtic and Rangers I think that, does that make it different? I mean, teams do do it I remember even down the divisions when Rangers were winning leagues And on the way back to the on the way up to the Premiership that you know teams were doing it for them. The reason that they spring to mind, I was working at them. Do, you know, is that is, is this is this rivalry just not not no, well, suitable I for think, that sort you of know, stuff? So there's still some teams that do it, but it's generally done mm-hmm. um, when the team is getting presented with a trophy in the first game of the season, like at uh, Celtic Park last year. Um, St Johnson, I'm not sure St Johnson. Gave him um, a guard of honour, and I think if it's to, to, to be done, <clears throat> it should be done at the start of the season. But mm-hmm. uh, another team, if they want to do it, I mean it's an under law. If they want to do it, then they can do it, etc., um, etc. Et and if it was the first game of the season, uh, then yeah. wouldn't have any bother. Because we're no Celtic Rangers playing in the first game <laughs> Well, well, that's a different issue <laughs> Do you know what? It has kind of grown arms and legs I've noticed that Because sometimes there's a clamour for it to be in the, the game immediately after the title is won Then the first home game for that team If the, if the you know if they're away the previous week And then, as Robert says, first game of the season Flag day it, it, it can, If you don't think it's out of hand already It can certainly get a bit out of hand, can it? Yeah, I mean, as you said I mean, It really doesn't mean that much to anybody And I don't think anybody that wins the title The most important thing is winning the title Know whether someday the next game you play Or whatever happens to be Stands And he said Gives you this little Kind of tepid Grudging applause um, But yeah, it's, it's kind of These other things Are, are sometimes traditional Sometimes uh, more relevant But uh, I think in this particular case I don't think one Rangers player If anything They'll have a wee sly Smile to themselves As they run out and say Well we're, we're now the champions So that's That's what matters The big The big debate is Whether Rangers can go unbeaten now And go to Celtic Park Or whether Celtic can be the first team To beat Rangers in, in a league um, this season So that yeah. that to me Will be the big The big competition Not not whether they get applauded Onto the pitch or not Do you know what will change Everything for me Having watched my first Old Firm game Over 60 years ago When they swap jerseys At the end of the game When somebody walks Off the park Who plays for Rangers Holding a Celtic jersey Or vice versa And I remember asking One extremely famous Rangers player Some years ago Would you do it? And he said He must be kidding <laughs> So that will change the world If they swap jerseys That will change the world But uh, uh, A guard of honour Where some of them Stand with their hands Behind their back So as not to be seen To be participating It's a pile of nonsense Is it in cup finals I'm just out of curiosity You know I mean If, if they're in a cup final The last well, Cup final Was the league cup final Celtic won, won nothing Against Rangers did, did that happen then Because again 
sometimes the opposition will stand as the winners go up to, to collect the trophy. And I think they just kind of stand to the side, don't they? And, yeah, and no, applaud. Some, some, I think. Yeah, some do applaud, but yeah. I'm just saying, did that happen? Um, I don't. I don't know. Robert, whilst you're on the line, let me get your thoughts on this. John Kennedy mm-hmm. says ending Rangers' unbeaten Premiership season isn't necessarily Celtic's motivation for Sunday. Um, I wonder what you think, Robert. But here's the. The interim manager first. Motivation's purely building on what we've started, but going into a game like the weekend, it's it's important for everyone. You know, it's um, Rangers have, have won the league this year. They obviously went on and did that, which they deserved. Um, but for us, it's, it's it's putting a marker down. You know that we've probably underperformed at times this year, so we need to show with the levels uh, that we'd be capable of, and that that's purely what we're going at the weekend for us to one win the game and show the level we're capable of and building that again. Our motivation will purely be. Taking the game in isolation, um, you know, competing against your your biggest rivals, and putting a marker down in terms of what we do going forward. Now, you know, what's been in the past has happened. Um, Rangers have, have won the title. We accept that, you know, but it's about moving forward and and not not just accepting that uh, that that's going to be the norm. It's about us then, you know, putting a marker down to say that this is where we go from now. Uh, Robert, ending Rangers' unbeaten Premiership season is that a motivation for you? Yeah, well, it'd probably be good to, uh, for, in regarding invincibles and all that. But I mean, I, I would just rather Celtic uh, get uh, motivated just to win the game and don't have any other thoughts in their head. Mm. Just to go out, uh, play a game or play a really good game. Because I've not seen one for a while. You know, if you say uh, you want to do this, you want to do that, you want to do that. The main thing is you want to put the goal in the other net. Yeah, don't I mean, to worry, have to worry about that. All these other things. Yeah. go for it. And if you're a Celtic player or a Rangers player, and you go out in a um, a Celtic and Rangers match, um, and if you're playing up the uh, Goatfell and Aaron, I'm sure you'd still uh, be able to get yourself up for the game. You know, you wouldn't have to any. Yeah, I've no yeah. doubt about that, Hugh Keevans. You always tell us that there's no such thing as a meaningless meeting. Yeah, some will be more meaningful than others, though. So, what what does this one mean? Um, I think for John Kennedy It's important uh, If he harbours any thoughts at all uh, Of becoming Celtic manager Then uh, a win over Rangers Would do him no harm Uh, By the same token A hefty defeat would certainly do him harm Uh, I think for the Celtic players They've lost twice to Rangers Um, They they could have no complaint About the first one They were cuffed Uh, They could have reservations About the second one They They were on top until they gave away uh, the penalty. Um, so for them, it's important. I think for for Rangers, it's the best possible game to have after Slavia Prague. I think if you want to clear your mind of what took place last night, getting about your rivals, then sometimes, even though there's no one there, sometimes I don't mind admitting it because I do need to multitask <laughs> on here, and people sometimes um, maybe don't realise that. Did you did you mention something about a penalty? I don't think there was a penalty. The header that was deflected, it's just a deflected header. You did say a penalty, red didn't card, you? Red card. Okay, I thought I heard. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, thank you very much to Robert. I want to squeeze one more in. Let's speak to Glenn, who's a Rangers fan. We'll get the other side of it. Glenn, no guard of honour. Does that bother you in any way? No, not at all. No. Uh, I would say, first of all, uh, a speedy and quick recovery for Walter Smith. Yep, well said. Uh, as far as the Guard of Honour is concerned, no. No, forget it. 
forget it. I don't think Stephen Gerrard or any of the rest of the players in the Rangers team would want a guard of honour at Parkhead. Honestly, I don't think mm. they would want it. The next thing is, the, the question, the main question I was going to ask is, Neil Lennon, you said about five minutes ago that Neil Lennon said in 2019 that he would give Rangers the honour of a guard of honour if it was him. Mm-hmm. Is that why Neil Lennon resigned? No, because he knew he would have to do it. Nah, nothing at all like that. I mean, that you know, he said it. He was he was foolish to say it because he's not thinking into the future. When if the boots on the other foot, then he's just said something that he'll have to live up to. But I don't, you know, you've said yourself, Glenn. It doesn't matter to you. Um, it doesn't matter. To Stephen Gerrard We've discussed in the first hour of this programme tonight Matters of real importance Traumatic events Involving Glenn Kamara And the other black players At Rangers Do you think for one second After all they've been through last night They are caring one little bit About a guard Mm. of honour Inside an empty football ground Glenn, thank you very much. That was Glenn in Renfrew. Just before we move on, anyone out there listening involved in a local sports team, whether you're a player, a coach, parent perhaps of a player, if so, we've got an exciting prize up for grabs just in time for the non-contact team sports returning. We have teamed up with Total Teamwear Limited. They're going to give away £600 worth of product. That means new kit, jumpers, tracksuits, the lot. All you need to do is head to Clyde1.com right now to enter and let Total Teamwear sort you out. More of your calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here. Give us a call. Let us know what is on your mind tonight. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, let me just give you tonight's teaser before we take more of your calls. The address, by the way, if you want to send a teaser in and hear it read out in the show, is fulltime at Clyde1.com. So can you name... This is Murray who sent this in. Can you name eight players who have played in the Scottish top flight... And have also played in the English Premier League this season For a team with United in their name Can you name eight players who've played in the Scottish top flight at some point And have played in the English Premier League this season For a team with United in their name um, That's what I think about uh, Try to think of the United first and uh, foremost Ollie Burke uh, Yes, Sheffield well done, United. Oliver Burke Sheffield United played for Celtic. Right. I'm writing down the United's obviously the obvious ones. Man United. Man United yeah. He got any teammates? Ollie Burke. Um, McBurney? No, he didn't play. In Never Spain. played here. John Fleck. John Fleck. Oh. Okay, that's a good start. We've got two down, six to go. Can you name eight players who've played in the Scottish top flight uh, and have played in the English Premier League this season for a team with United? In their name um, We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB We're on the phones as well um, Bit of an update tonight Hugh And this Paul Dummett Oh that's a great show oh, Jim Duffy hey. Well done Just because I'm getting through the teams in Newcastle you need to get <laughs> Just before we came on air I gave you the the, the the most recent development Hugh Was that 
Slavia Prague say they filed a criminal complaint with Scottish police against Glen Kamara and they claim an alleged assault was premeditated. Uh-huh. They talk about deliberately covering cameras at the scene of the incident and so on. Um, it's our understanding that as things stand tonight, Police Scotland are now saying they have not received an official complaint from Slavia Prague. Um, and as things stand, they're still to hear from either club. And the statement that they released earlier stance, which was that no reports of criminality have been made by either club in connection. So it would not I don't surprise know. This me. Might, maybe this maybe maybe they're crossed wires somewhere. I, I don't know if it's on somebody's desk or not and Prague think they've filed it and Police Scotland haven't received it, but officially Slavia Prague say they filed a complaint. Police Scotland say not yet. Wouldn't surprise me if Slavia Prague get back and thought, right, let's focus on Arsenal now. That's a good draw. Um and UEFA will say, well, you know, we've, we've tried to speak to everyone concerned. And, you know, tonight has been a real eye-opener on this programme. The the way that um, the callers have reflected how it feels to be uh, black or Asian or whatever and to be abused in a football park. And we've all learned a lesson tonight and we can all carry that lesson with us. But it wouldn't surprise me, in spite of Rangers' best efforts, if this went nowhere. Uh, let's bring in Sean, who's a Celtic fan from Cope Bridge. What's your point tonight, Sean? Hi, guys. How are you doing anyway? All right? Good, thank you. Hi, good. Uh, Hugh, I'm going to keep this in the doing all right, because I still owe you £100 for charity. <laughs> uh, I'll get that to you next Ooh, month. Good man. What's, the, what's the backstory here? Oh, it's the same way I contacted you, Gordon. It was myself that contacted you to do that video. Oh, right, okay. So it was, so uh, I was on a video chat and stuff, and uh, we made a bet. It must have been like January time or something. Mm. And it was for uh, charity, so £100 to charity of our chosen choices, depending on who wins the league. And of course, I backed Celtic. He'll <laughs> 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 let you off with it. Anyway, what's your point tonight, Sean? Uh, no, I just wanted to talk about the point that you made, actually, about Neil Lennon's comments for last 2019. Yep. Uh, I think when he said it, it would have been different if it was done by Rangers back then, or Celtic would have done it for them back then when the opportunity came up, for vice versa to do it now, if you get me. So if Rangers had done it back then, then as a Celtic fan, I of, of course you don't want to see Celtic or Rangers for both sides of the fans, seeing your team give the other a guard the honour, because that's what the rivalry is. Mm-hmm. And what you pointed out, it is a pointless thing to do, really, because it just makes the players feel a bit down. But uh, I think it wouldn't have been as bad to see Celtic do it, regarding if Rangers had done it back then, just out of respect reasons to try and put aside the rivalry when it comes to it. Well, here's the thing, then, right now. Now that we, uh, uh, have we have we crossed off every possibility? So Rangers didn't do it. Neil Lennon said Celtic would Celtic have the chance Now they, does this mean We never need to have This discussion again Sean Is that it? done and dusted Put away forever I think because it's been Vice versa now I, I would say it's something That shouldn't need, need mm-hmm. to be Worried about down the line Because Rangers had That opportunity to do it Didn't do it Celtic's had the opportunity To do it They're not going to do it uh, I think I something down the line. It's going to be something that doesn't need to be spoken about. I'm going to remember this night, Hugh. This no. is it, 19th of March. We never need no. to discuss it again. Sean is absolutely correct, and you know this has been a night on this program for getting things off your chest. I think it is to uh, this city's shame that Celtic Park is cordoned off. Uh, you know, I, I 
step that the club felt they had to take uh, that the police presence on Sunday will be as high as it will be for a game to which fans cannot be admitted. Now, this nonsense has got to stop. Uh, you know, the, the, let the players get on with finishing the season. We've got another Old Firm game to come at Ibrooks. Who knows? They might even meet in the Scottish Cup. Uh, so, we've got to stop, grow up. What? Why is Celtic Park looking the way it looks? Why is the police presence so high on a Sunday when they've got far better things to do? The nonsense has got to stop. Grow up. Uh, Sean, what about on the pitch then? You know, talk about ending Rangers' unbeaten Premiership season. Is that any extra motivation for Celtic fans? How do you feel ahead of that game? Well, I've got a lot of pals that are Rangers fans, right? And I know for a fact that if I say that Celtic ending their unbeaten league season, it would change anything it's, it's not going to because it's always going to come back to the fact that they've won the league you do you know what I mean it so doesn't make any difference then it, it's not going to but don't get me wrong it's a good point to make like, for the fact that we want to win this old fun game uh, going into next season of course to, like, a good statement to make basically to say that look this happened this season we want it at our, at our best but we can do the business and next season we can just try and get back on track this is not the best comparison, Jim, granted, but bear with me. When There was a time when Celtic were so far ahead of, of Rangers and not only were they winning all the trophies, but they were kind of owning Rangers in the, the head-to-head meetings mm-hmm. between the sides. And you could say that one of the first steps for Rangers was just, just win one of those games. Mm-hmm. Win one of those games, then try and close gaps, then mm-hmm. try and win trophies and so on. Maybe it's not swung completely because Rangers mm-hmm. haven't had a sustained period of success. But c- can you make a... You know, do, do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Is Celtic's next step now just just beat Rangers once, and it gives you yeah. a platform. Yeah, to... Certainly, you don't want to go through um, the whole season if you don't beat your biggest rivals, as well as handing them your, you know, not handing them because Rangers have earned it, but you know what I mean. The, the, the title, uh, you know, being being lost to, to to Rangers. So I think that uh, you know, yeah, I think there are you know little small steps you can make, and I mean, we heard we heard John Kennedy saying statements. I don't think it's a statement. I think it's just a small step to say look. You know, if we get it right, we can still compete on a on a one to one basis and a match basis. Obviously, Celtic's next challenge is to get that consistency throughout the season. Because I think Rangers done it. You're right. Not even just winning the game initially. The first thing Celtic were so far ahead of Rangers in in all aspects. But then when we a couple of games, even the Rangers lost very narrowly. Uh, and I think that that saw that the, the you know the kind of gap closing a little bit, as I said, in one off games. And then we get that one. I think you're right. I think it just. Mm-hmm. It just took some of the weight off the shoulders, and I think for Celtic's point of view, if they can if they can beat Rangers on Sunday, it just says to the the their supporters, listen, you know, there's still fight here, there's still ambition here, there's still challenges ahead because obviously the Scottish Cup is still there, and their next challenge will be to try and make sure that the one trophy that is available to them this year that they manage to try and win. The it. first thing I'm going to do on Sunday is look at the Celtic team and count how many of them will still be there next season. Because we're watching the last days uh, of so many players at Celtic Park. And that's what interests me about it. Because going forward, Celtic need to get a permanent manager. There's still no mention of who gets the director of football job. Should the director of football be there before you get your new manager? And then Dominic Mackay has to be assimilated as well as chief executive. But on the park on mm. Sunday, how many of the players who kick off against Rangers will be having their last old film game at Celtic Park? 
Funny you should say that Because I want to play this clip of John Kennedy Sean, hang on the line and tell us what you think of it He was asked about speculation linking Scott Brown With a move to Aberdeen as a player coach I'm sure you'll all know his contract is up at the end of the season But Kennedy says he's committed to Celtic for now Listen, I've spoke to him briefly on Because of the, the speculation around it uh, But Scott's very committed to here uh, He's aware of the speculation There's nothing concrete in that um, and I'm sure come the end of the season, whatever Scott decides to do, he'll not be short of offers. You know, he's very much an important player for us, an important captain, and we want to stay that way. Uh, even still, you know, at his age, the the impact he has on the squad on a daily basis, on the training pitch, and on the, on the games is massive. Um, so it's about keeping that. You know, and Scott's an honest guy. He's in no rush to uh, to make any quick decisions, um, and I think he's quite calm about what the future holds for him. He wants to give his all to the end of the season and then evaluate where he's at. Um, and obviously us as a club would love him to continue here, but he'll be the one to make that decision then. But very much his focus is purely on this season and nothing else. What do you make of that, Sean? Uh, first of all, can I give an answer for the teaser, if that's all right? No way. I can't let you help these two. Maybe at the end we'll see how they're getting on. <laughs> yeah, I think it just came to me there when I was listening in. Uh, no, I think that Scott Brown to me personally, should still be at Celtic next season and he might not be the fittest player to play every game. But if we're talking about Celtic completely rebuilding, right, you want someone like him because he's got obviously the right personality, the right fighting attitude and the right leadership and he knows everything about Celtic and no better than having your captain there for when all these players are coming in. Yeah, I mean, John Kennedy said he referred to speculation. He said there was nothing concrete in there. Well, the reason why there's nothing concrete in there is that Scott Brown going to Pataudry was predicated on yeah. Stephen Glass going to Pataudry. Now, all of a sudden, it's gone quiet on Stephen Glass. And Alec Ferguson, Sir Alex, I beg your pardon, uh, has been talking to Dave Cormack, the uh, owner of Aberdeen, uh, about the managerial position. I think if Dave Cormack wanted Stephen Glass to be in there, he'd be in there by now. Uh, so, no Stephen Glass, no Scott mm. Brown going to Pataudry. I think Paul Sheeran, was it not always the plan just for the, the end of the season for, for Paul Sheeran? I think it's similar to John Kennedy. I think it's with Nels. I think if the results are go okay, then you leave it a little bit yep. longer. You don't rush it. If, if the results are poor and two or three results back to back you, you know you, you're really struggling then then you accelerate the process but again both of those clubs there's talk about directors of football and again it's what is the priority is the priority the director of football guy or is yeah. it the manager you got any on the teaser you two yeah I've, I've got Darren Randolph yes oh, where's Tam the goalie because he was a mother wasn't he he was Hugh yeah Gordon Jim I've got well I don't know again as I said um Robert Snodgrass Yes, played for oh. West Ham earlier in the season uh, Sean, I'm cutting you off I can't let you help them They're nearly there They've only got three to go But thanks for giving us a call That was Sean in Cote Bridge We're going to speak to Ali very soon On the line I want to mark your card for next week Though this is important All of next week in Super Scoreboard We're going to play Take a punt on a pundit Yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's more exciting than it's This, ter <laughs> this terrifies me because the, no, yeah. yeah, it should Because the prizes up for grabs are important And you will have a uh, a part to play It's thanks to Glenn's Vodka The official spirit of the SPFL We're giving you the chance To elevate your game day experience And boost your viewing from home By winning some huge 
prizes The types of prizes Some of which That Hugh Keevans Couldn't work We're talking TVs <laughs> Sound systems yeah. uh, Signed shirts and footballs You could handle that mm-hmm. Through to takeaway vouchers And of course A bottle of Scotland's Favourite vodka Glens Two entrants They'll be brought on air Each will be allocated A pundit to hopefully Help them win a great prize bundle So register right now To play at Clyde1.com And remember However you enjoy Glens Make sure you enjoy it Responsibly We'll speak to Ali And we'll get the answers next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here. We're about to speak to Ali in Rutherglen. Let me check in on your progress during the break, though. Can you name eight players who've played in the Scottish top flight and they've played in the English Premier League this season for a team with United in their name? Guys like Paul Dummett at Newcastle. John Fleck and Ollie Burke at Sheffield Darren Randolph and Robert Snodgrass Have played this season for West Ham I know Snodgrass has moved on Any more? Hugh Brain scrambled Official <laughs> uh, Ryan Fraser Ryan Fraser oh. played for Aberdeen mm-hmm. Before going to Bournemouth And now Newcastle United Okay, two to get sure, I've got six Are they the two hardest by a mile? Absolutely You better believe they are So we'll see how you get on between now and the end of the season Let's speak to Ali Who is in Rutherglen Hi Ali Hi there guys Thanks for having me on A pleasure What's your point tonight? So it was just um, I'll be honest I caught the tail end In the Dean's con- uh, call At the beginning um, And that's what's prompted me To call in Because similar to Nadim uh, I'm a Scottish Pakistani Been a Rangers fan You know Bought, uh, through and through Born and bred Grew up in Paisley Road West And you know My family My dad We've attended the games Ever since And last night Just Really upset me Because It brought back A lot of memories For me as a fan Who's also experienced Various things And You know I really felt For Glenn Kamara Because I just thought What a shame That we still live In a world where Somebody can do Something like that On such a big scale and feel the co- I mean, fair enough, he's covered his mouth, but I mean, he's had the audacity and the confidence to do that. And one of the reasons why he knows he can do that is because he'll know that there's not a strong enough punishment that's going to be coming. You know, you're not going to get kicked out of the tournament. Um, your club might get a small fine, which will be pennies to them. And you're sitting there thinking, how is this actually going to change? Um, I mean, that was a player who got abused. And I look back at some of my memories and Unfortunately, being a Rangers fan, some of it has actually been from our own, you know, my own team's fans, which is even worse. Um, so it's nothing really against my club because my club, you know, I love and it's nothing, it's not a Rangers problem. It's not a Celtic problem. It's a society problem. And I would just like to know how we can actually change this because like Connor said today, it's just getting worse. People are still, you go online, the abuse that people get, um, there's just an arrogance from certain people that think they can get away with this and I'm sitting there thinking I'm a Muslim and I'm a Rangers fan and I know just as much about my club as anybody else would do why do I feel uncomfortable sometimes when I go to a game and why do I feel like I'm getting looks from certain people and you're just thinking how is this ever going to change and I'd just like to see what you what you guys think can be done as a solution and how we get rid of this arrogance towards black well, the BEME community, as it's known these days. Well, I mean, hearing that Ali feels that way going to games is is 
I probably can't think of a strong enough word I was going to say disappointing But that sounds like a ridiculous understatement Hugh Keevans yeah. Ali more or less Painted the differently for us By saying society How do we go around society um, This uh, racism Is like a reflex action for people They need not be football fans However Within the game of football There's an interesting thing Happening in England Just now Gordon Taylor Stepping down As the, the head of the PFA And will be replaced By a black man Former player Who then went away And Trained And became A lawyer Now Very interesting With a black man In charge of the PFA Because racism Within football Is rife In England There's Rarely a week goes by without a player being racially mm. abused in one way or another. Be interesting to see if uh, black players, and there are plenty of them in Scotland, could aspire mm. to a position like that in the PFA uh, or within the SFA. I, I, I don't know of any, maybe Jim does, any black person on the board of any club in Scotland. I can't think of one. But be that for me would be a step forward If people were to assume Positions of power Black people And could then exert an influence Over these matters Let me ask you Ali um, Based on your own experiences uh, Would you say Generally you don't On a day to day basis You don't experience that as often now as you used to Is that No definitely not I mean I, I listened to my dad once tell me that he Thought himself yep. to be a, a great player, and he walked into Ibrox one day and went and asked for a trial to get told. Uh, and, and at the time, I think he tells me it was the people that owned the marvellous cigarettes that ran Rangers at that time. And he says, to, like, he, he got laughed out the door. So, look, you know, moving forward now, I'm so proud of the way the club handled it last night from the fact that Douglas Park's down there and, um, you know, uh, Ross Wilson, Stephen Gerrard. I'm, I'm so happy with it all, and I feel comfortable that it's not a Rangers problem or a Celtic problem and that's why I refer to society and it's your old, it's your fans essentially yeah. out there who, who feel like they've got that arrogance and like I said I have just as much knowledge on my team I grew up on Paisley Road West, I'm supporting my local team and I'm sitting there thinking I should not feel uncomfortable at all Yeah, Just, just as a matter of historical record and purely and simply for the record Lawrence Marlborough uh, was the owner of Rangers at that particular time, Lawrence Marlborough, was a house builder. And, you know, therefore, Mr. Marlborough uh, is not here to defend himself but against what uh, Ali has said. But just for, the, just for the record, that's who it was. The reason I asked, Jim, because I... I you know, Ali's insight into this is, is far greater than anything I could offer But I feel like most of the callers who've come on air have said that You know, mm-hmm. And most people would not find that surprising They feel mm-hmm. it's, a, it's better now than, than what yeah. it used to be But then we add social media into mm-hmm. the mix And we could do a 10 hour phone in yeah. this I'm sure I, My guess would be these people probably wouldn't say these things in the street But does that mm-hmm. make it, that doesn't make it any, any better or any mm-hmm. different and you look at Kamar Roof's Instagram feed mm. last night, it is so easy for people. And we don't really know who they are. It is, Gordon, but the sad thing is some people would say it in the street and that's the reason why someone like Ali can feel uncomfortable maybe going to support his team on the way there. He's looking yeah. and he's thinking, is someone no, but, going but, to say but, but something? But that's my point though. Ali's, t- Ali's saying that nowadays that side of it is not quite as bad as it it's used to be. It's not as bad. But, the re- but, but Hugh's, Hugh's talking bad about... bad enough. Hugh's talking... No, but I'm... I'm 
talking about now how it's different because mm. Hugh's saying it's rife in English football. Mm. What's actually rife though is the social yes. media side of it. Sure, yeah. Uh, until such time as every week, isn't it? It's every Monday, yeah. every every game, every time there's a game played. Yeah. Until such time as people who go on to the various forms of social media are forced to give full disclosure, name, address, whatever else makes them traceable in the event of something like this happening because it's their anonymity that gives Mm. them the power to say whatever they like and go unpunished. There'll still be a way though for people to be anonymous because we know from from the sad aspects of all the, the other crimes should we say that they go on in the background and uh, groups of people that can uh, stay under the radar uh, there's always a way around there's always someone clever enough to try and out, out with the authorities but everybody's been saying mm. it for, for the last few years in particular yeah. Gordon the, the social media companies have to stop making excuses have to be a much stronger and do something about it uh, if they don't this will continue yeah, yeah it is better I agree with you but you know they they can definitely do a lot lot more than they're currently sure. doing, rather than getting kind of just shifting, um, you know, to the mm. side and, and kind of trying to pass the buck all the time. Ali, again, very brave of you to share your experiences. Thank you so much for doing it. Important stuff. That was Ali in Rutherglen. Um, what else this week? It's the final round of fixtures before mm. the split. Is okay. it going to be St Mirren who are in the driving seat, or will St Johnston pit them to the top six? And when you've got the top three, uh, bottom three, brother, you know. Um, Ross County, Hamilton and Kilmarnock That's the fascination as well You know, Kilmarnock, uh, bottom Real worry about Kilmarnock You know, it's been a long Negative road That they have gone down the last 10 games Uh, And they've got Motherwell tomorrow I've always had this theory, right That if you need a result Motherwell will sort you (laughs) out But do do people just do that about their own team? Does everyone else do that? You were born born a pessimist (laughs) In Claret and Amber I've always felt that Don't worry, we'll look after you I think you had a Claret and Amber shawl When you were born They're the kind of ones It's it's just that safe They're not not going to make the top six You shouldn't give you like a drag down relegation battle So yeah, I mean if you're looking on paper You would think that would be a good opportunity But Again, it's you know the the, the the thing is that those those teams Hamilton versus St Man Hamilton desperate for points mm-hmm. and notoriously difficult um, to get that result when they need it. And I think there's only one goal in it. I think Gordon between St yeah, Johnston so, yeah. and St Man two points. But if if Hamilton St Man say draw and St Johnston won two a nil, goals, yeah. then uh, one goal will get them into the top six. And then of course the race for third place, two mm. potentially tricky away games: Dundee United, Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. And Livy Hibbs I don't mm-hmm. fancy Aberdeen I, I just have this mm-hmm. uh, Instinct Which tells me That um, Derek McInnes Is gone Paul Sheeran Doesn't want the job He says But he's in charge mm-hmm. Tomorrow uh, And Derek has gone For a reason Because Aberdeen Weren't getting results And uh, mm-hmm. I I think They'll struggle At Tannadice And finally Jim Duffy Are you like a kid On mm-hmm. Christmas Eve It is the return Of yeah. League 1 And League 2 Tomorrow How many weeks out yeah, you had well, three months. We've had three twelve months. weeks. Yeah, twelve weeks. How since much are you looking played. forward to? Yeah, I mean, we, this is our first game in two thousand twenty-one. I think Boxing Day wasn't you it? Know, yeah. So it's such a long time. Um, you know, it's yeah. I mean, we're absolutely looking forward to it. all the players. Are looking forward to it. It'd be great to see see the, the teams on the pitch again, and uh, just hopefully we can all do ourselves justice. But the most important thing is that we're all getting the chance to play, mm. and uh, we appreciate that. Oh, even though it's going to be a very very hectic schedule. 
And your players all in good shape after three months off? Yeah, not too bad actually. You know, pleasantly surprised that uh, the vast, vast majority. I mean, there's one or two, of course. You're, you're going to get one or two little excess pounds here and there. <laughs> uh, but uh, generally speaking, yeah, pretty good. And, and, and even the ones that did have one or two excess pounds, it was only one or two, so it wasn't it wasn't a you know four or five kilos. The last mm. time you played was the last time I had a haircut. Yeah, exactly. As I'm saying before, when I seen you again today, that that ponytail is mm. getting longer. Looking good, <laughs> right? Okay, let's finish the teaser. Thanks to Murray, full time at Clyde1.com. If you want to hear your question Can you name eight players Who've played in the Scottish top flight And have played in the English Premier League This season For a team with United in their name You've got Paul Dummett and Ryan Fraser At Newcastle John Fleck and Ollie Burke At Sheffield United And Darren Randolph And Robert Snodgrass At West Ham Although Robert Snodgrass has now moved Where are these guys now? Yeah. One at Newcastle I One think, at Sheffield I think I've got one Both very difficult I think I've got one West Fotheringham He's not played in the English Premier oh, League this season Greg Wilde sent us a message right. He thought it was uh, Wes Fotheringham as well Sorry to burst your who, bubble who, who played with, Jim, who played with Paul Dummett at St Mirren? No No? So, Is it a goalie? No nope. got to be a goalie surely The Newcastle one Used to play for Kilmarnock Remember this? He's got a brother as well um, Brother plays as well For, for, for Newcastle Newcastle What's the opposite of a short staff? Oh, Longstaff. Sean Longstaff Sean Longstaff What did he wow. play? Kilmarnock Did he? And did we spell? I think it was a loan spell yeah. <laughs> No, that one passed me um, by Unless I've got that right. wrong I'm okay. sure it is uh, And the Sheffield United one played for Aberdeen He was on loan from Derby at the time He's a um, fullback. Known from Derby? No, I'm trying to say Shinny But he's, he's not um, He's at Derby um, I'll put you out of your misery Yeah, I don't know mate. Max Lowe Oh, Remember yeah, Max yeah, Lowe yeah, yeah, Alright yeah. thank you Jim Duffy And Hugh Keevans What a weekend Make sure you join us Tomorrow from 2 GBX Fridays are up next